0: I work for a Fortune 500 company in sales and sell multi-million dollar deals to CEOs and CFOs. And just learning how to communicate more effectively in these big meetings and presentations with the you know people around me, it was like some sort of life hack to talking to these people around me. And they were just offering up all this information, whereas before it wasn't like that. So that was... The most surprising thing, I mean, I, I doubled my sales quota the year after I started working with you as to the year before I started working with you. Wow. And, and that was that was just all from learning like little things on how to talk to people more effectively in a, in a shorter period of time. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk?
1: I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships by teaching you how to communicate like the adult that you are. In this episode, I'm interviewing my dear client, Jared. I invited Jared to the Language Alchemy podcast because I wanted to share with you that it is possible to transform your life and relationships when you transform the way you communicate, just like Jared did. And like many of my clients, Jared didn't think about working on his communication until he saw the transformation in someone he knew. And as you will hear from Jared himself, the outcome for him brought more benefits than honestly either of us had imagined. The thing is that when you transform your communication, you transform every aspect of your life, the way you think and experience your life the way you relate to yourself, and every single relationship. And so, without further ado, let's hear about Jared's journey from himself. In this episode, I am interviewing another wonderful human being, Jared Pena, whom I have had the honor of guiding in his transformative communication journey with coaching and for some time now. I don't know how long it's been, Jared, but Jared, welcome to the Language Alchemy podcast.
0: Thank you, Alejandra, for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: <laughs> yes. And I wanted to invite you to ask you to share about your transformative communication journey with listeners and inspire people to consider what's possible for them, just like it was possible for you in your communication journey especially as people are considering what kind of year they want to have, or maybe they're setting intentions for the year. I like to share your story so that people can feel what's possible for them and what they can consider as they set their intentions for this new year. And Happy New Year, by the way.
0: Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. Thank you.
1: So, share with us a little bit about what led you to engage in transformative work related to your communication.
0: Well, so, I never really had any success with my significant relationships. Mm -hmm. I was 35 or 36 and and single and kind of bounced around from relationship to relationship. And um, I had this habit of keeping everybody at a distance. I was never really vulnerable with anyone. I'd break up with girlfriends whenever we'd start getting too close. Honestly, I, I didn't even realize it. I'd make up some stupid excuse to justify my actions that made sense in my head. Meanwhile, I was just sabotaging every meaningful relationship I ever had. I'd make up an excuse like, oh, she's to this or she's to that. And I never realized that it was me. And of course, you mm-hmm. talk to friends about it and they'd say, oh, yeah, I agree. She's this or she's that. Just being right. supportive. But I never realized it was an issue with myself. And my brother was was working with you for a long time beforehand and kept telling me that I should give you a call. But I didn't think that I needed any help. And then I came to see you for something completely different. And that was my father passed away after a long bout with uh, cancer. And right. I didn't know how to deal with it. You know, it brought up all these feelings that I kind of tucked away my whole life. My brother told me again that I should reach out to you to process what was going on. And I was really open to trying anything at that point.
1: Yeah, I remember that when we started working together, it was helping you befriend your feelings, understand your feelings, and really pay attention to your internal dialogue and realize what feelings you had tucked away, what feelings you didn't know how to talk about or be with internally that then made it hard for you to communicate with others, like you were saying, being vulnerable. And, you know, something that caught my attention in there, Jared, was when you said, yeah, your friends were being supportive. Yeah, like this woman is like this or like that maybe like good riddance, or of course you wanted to break up with this person, right? And sometimes we do that with our friends. And what we're being supportive of is not their growth, but just their patterns. We're just supporting their self-sabotaging patterns. We think we're being a good friend, but we're just keeping people where they are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And so In this process of transformation, yes, you gave me a call. We started working together and you've learned so many things. When I think of you, Jared, I think with so much warmth in my heart and so much pride of how you're able to be in the world, in your relationship, so much so that I don't know if I shared this with you. I may have that i talked to someone an ex-girlfriend of yours actually and the first thing she said to me was like oh my gosh jared communicates his feelings he's so vulnerable he's so transparent and authentic i don't know any other man who can do that
0: <laughs> she shared that with me too and it was i don't know I, before i started working with you i always thought it was not manly to express my feelings or be vulnerable I felt like being strong was kind of something totally different. And it wasn't until I started to be more vulnerable with my partner, not just my partner, but my family and my friends and my job, all sorts of things that I really started to make stronger connections and people appreciated it. And yeah, that woman, she uh, we dated when I was younger and then we still kept in touch. And she tells me now, just... How big the transformation is and how much of a change that she can see. And it was, it felt really nice to have her say that to you and hear that feedback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just feeling so warm having this conversation with you, Jared. It's, yeah. This it's is really fun. beautiful. Yeah. It it's is fun, fun. Right. Yeah. And so, you talked about how now you're able to be more vulnerable with significant others, with your family, with friends, at work, and how you're able to express your feelings. What else are you able to communicate now that you didn't know how to communicate before? And, you know, when I'm asking you about communication, I'm not just asking you about your interpersonal communication with others, but also your internal communication with yourself, your intrapersonal communication?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. No, I think that a lot came from starting to work with you when my father passed away. And that brought up a lot of issues from when I was a kid. And all these feelings about like I mentioned about how it's not manly to be vulnerable, and how when I was a little kid, you know, my, my parents separated at a really young age and felt like I needed to be strong for the family. And I felt like part of being strong for that was keeping people out and not being vulnerable. I think that more so, I definitely got the tools from you. To learn how to have more difficult conversations. I wish I would have had that skill set when my father was alive to be able to yeah. have some of those conversations with him that I never got to have, and I never knew how when he was around. But also, you know, just being honest with myself and learning that it's okay to be vulnerable and not keep people at, at a distance. And even though I I felt like I had lots of friends and lots of relationships and everything in my life was great. And I felt like I never really had really deep connections with the people around me because I always kept everybody, not just my intimate relationships, but, but everybody, I kept them at at an arm's distance.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like you unknowingly, of course, because when we, come to the world, we learn to communicate from the people around us and our caregivers. The way you were communicating was the way that you had learned to communicate. And the way you had learned to communicate was kind of like building a fortress around you and keeping you in there. And so you sometimes decided, okay, I'm going to open the gate and I'm going to go out and And talk to someone and then I'm going to come back and that fortress is there. But it sounds like now you know that you don't need to have a fortress because putting that fortress between you and others actually isolates you. And it doesn't keep you connected to others in a meaningful way. And now you are able to have a more permeable kind of connection with others where you are inviting others. And you are inviting yourself to connect with others.
0: Yeah, that's well said. I'll be vulnerable with your listeners for a minute here. I'm sure my family members and everyone else who will listen at some point. But I guess I didn't realize this till a little bit later. But one of the things that I noticed that was happening was that my brother and I are from the same place. So we developed, I think, a lot of the same patterns at a young age and and same communication patterns. And he was seeing you before me. One of the things that was happening that I didn't know why was that a lot of our friends, our mutual friends were getting married and they were inviting him to their weddings and not me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. And he was using his coaching from you to form deeper connections with our friends, to right. so where him to those really special events, and not me, and and that was kind of hurtful to me, but also eye opening in that I'm not forming deeper connections, and he is like maybe I should call Alejandra and figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah what what an interesting measure to see where we both have similar communication patterns and upbringing, and uh, we are in the same circle of friends, and I am not being invited, and he is. And then noticing, well, it's because of how he is communicating with others and noticing how you were not communicating with others. And so that leads me to the next question, because I know that You are very loved, Jared. Thank you. And Yeah. And I think you know that too.
0: (laughs) It's just weird to hear that said sometimes.
1: (laughs) I know it is. I know it is. And during these last few years of your life, you have received lots of expressions of love and support. How are you able to show up now versus how you were able to show up before that's now begetting you this expression, this communication of love and connection?
0: Hmm. Yeah, as you touched, the last few years have been tough for me. I've been going through some medical stuff that's kind of changed my perspective on well, a lot and, and helped me. Um, form much deeper connections with with the people around me especially my family. Yeah. I think you know before with my family we I love you I love you too and I think that from starting this journey with you you know I never realized like I started this in order to learn about how to deal with one thing and then it turned into how to connect with my family better and then these same issues that I'm learning how to cope with and, and deal with and, and grow from are also present in my relationships. And not just like my personal relationships, but also my relationships with, with my friends and, and even with my coworkers. Side note like, I work for a Fortune 500 company in sales and sell multi million dollar deals to CEOs and CFOs, and just learning. How to communicate more effectively in these big meetings and presentations with the you know, people around me. It was like some sort of life hack to talking to these people around me and, and they were just offering up all this information, whereas before it wasn't like that. So that was the most surprising thing. I mean, I, I doubled my my sales quota the year after I started working with you as to the year before I started working with you. Wow. Um, and, and that, was, that was just all from learning like little things on how to talk to people more effectively in a, in a shorter period of time.
1: Mm, wow, I, I didn't know that, you know. Maybe, ah. maybe I could have asked for some kind of commission or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're not getting one now. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, my, my greatest reward is to see where you are now in your life and in your relationships. And yes, the the connections that you have, the deep bonds of connection that you have with your family, with your brother, with friends, uh, with others who admire you and say what a wonderful communicator you are. It seems to me that in, in that story, when you were talking about, oh, you even doubled your sales and people were telling you more things, it's because... One of the things that we worked on was on your listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still working on that now. You know, that's something that I continue to work on because I know that, you know, communication is like anything else. Like if I don't practice it, then I, you know, then I lose it.
1: Yes. And it's uh, also why I always say, yes, I teach and coach around communication. And I'm a student of communication first and foremost and for life. There will always be new situations, new people, new opportunities in which I will need to learn how to communicate then that I don't know yet. So it's always an opportunity to work on your listening and how you are communicating with others. What would you say, Jared, in terms of how you are showing up now versus how you were showing up before in these relationships with other people or even with yourself, I mean, you mentioned vulnerability. I think you also mentioned honesty. Like you're more honest with yourself, honest with others. What else would you say that describe how you're showing up now?
0: I think those are the big ones. Being honest with myself, that's the, really my rule of thumb is, is just being honest and being vulnerable. And it sounds like a really easy thing to do, but is not like being vulnerable is really difficult. Like, yeah. and it's something that nobody wants to do. It's really hard to do. And I think I learned that if you just take a few seconds of courage every day, we all have to have difficult conversations at some point in the day or. Have to deal with something difficult. And I just kind of tell myself that I'm just going to give myself the courage to have this one difficult conversation or this, you know, couple difficult conversations. And it usually turns into this vulnerability turns into connection. And then that kind of reinforces, like, oh, you know what? Being vulnerable really wasn't that hard. And then the more you do it, the more. You kind of get in the habit of being vulnerable, and then it just doesn't seem like a chore anymore.
1: Yeah, I love that vulnerability turns into connection. And you've mentioned that word so frequently in this conversation, vulnerability. What is vulnerability to you, Jared, or what is being vulnerable
0: to you? I think being vulnerable to me is just opening up what's vulnerability to you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, to me vulnerability is really revealing what I am aware of in the moment that's inside that something in my head tells me it's scary to reveal to another person and doing it anyway.
0: Okay, I'm just going to repeat that like uh like the- <laughs> That's my answer, okay? <laughs>
1: Well, I think, you know, it would be useful to just hear in your own words when you say, I'm being vulnerable with others, what lets you know that you're being vulnerable?
0: I think something that we work on is the feeling that's inside of me when I am honest with myself. Hmm. Like, you know what honesty with yourself is because there's a feeling like for me, it's it's in my stomach, it's in my head. I know what my truth is. And I know that if I don't speak it, then I'm going to regret it for the rest mm-hmm. of the day or the rest of my life or whatever the situation might be. And being vulnerable is just being completely honest with that person and myself in that moment.
1: Yeah, I love that, that you were able to learn how to connect to, as you know it, I call it the internal communication system to know, oh, it's in my stomach, it's in my head, it's in my chest, what's happening here, and uh, being able to pay attention to that, and then communicating what's honestly there, what's sincerely there. You know, you talked about courage, and the word courage comes from Middle French, from core, heart, and it means to lead with the heart.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Cool.
1: Yeah. So when you are communicating with others with courage, you are leading, you're letting that communication be led by your heart. And when we do that, that's when we're vulnerable. Because the word vulnerability comes from the word that which can be wounded, and our hearts can be wounded.
0: Well, I don't even know that. It's the same. That's exactly my definition.
1: Yeah, beautiful. I do have one more question for you, Jared. You said that you know, you're still working on your communication. You're working on listening. You're working on listening to yourself with honesty and expressing yourself with honesty with others, especially when you perceive a difficult conversation coming up. What is something that you are intending to bring to your life in this new year in your communication?
0: Oh, good question. I feel like right now we're so disconnected and everybody always talks about this right now, like we're so divided as a country and all this. Like I think that that aside, with COVID and everything else going on, we're so isolated right now and separated that just learning how to start a conversation is something that I've been struggling with doing. And so... Mm-hmm. Usually it's like, oh, what are you watching on TV right now, or what movies have you seen? And then, but that's just not like a a very deep conversation, and it's over in in a second, and it doesn't build any connection at all. And so, right. one of the things that I've been doing is uh, reading. I've always hated reading. <laughs> it was always required in school, and I always get the cliff notes. I always hated reading. I'd only read books when they were required. And just recently I've started reading a ton of books about all of these crazy things that I, I never thought were interesting. And I think that just came from having all this excess time from being indoors. But all of this information and learning all of this new stuff that is just separate from any kind of media or TV shows or just kind of like constant noise has been one, really fulfilling, but two, uh, allowed me to have start really meaningful conversations and have more meaningful conversations, have more to say. And not only am I learning more, but also just asking better questions. And it's been really rewarding for me.
1: Hmm. Yeah. How beautiful that you have discovered a new... Activity, a new love for reading and learning in this new way. Yeah. yeah. And right. that that discovering something new is what is allowing you now to start new meaningful conversations with others.
0: Yeah, I totally agree.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Jared. I will be seeing you soon. I know now what we're going to work on next. <laughs> on starting meaningful conversations or having more ways to start meaningful conversations. And I am so deeply grateful that you said yes to being interviewed by me and being a guest in the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. See you around. So after listening to Jared's story, I encourage you to set and follow through on your communication intentions. This new year can be the year you transform your life because you learn to communicate like the adult you are and bring forth clarity, confidence, and compassion not only to you, but also to all around you. And if you're wondering how to set and follow through on your communication intention, I got you covered. I recorded a whole episode on this. It's episode 25, where I share how to consider your communication intention, and I give you a PDF that you can download for free with the process I use with my clients to help you follow through on your intentions. You have everything it takes to have the life and relationships that your heart is longing for. May this be the year that you say yes to possible transformation. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, Ciao, ciao! Original music by Gary LaPoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.